Hello everyone, welcome to another horror review. Well, it just seemed right that we wrap up uh, the Evil Dead weekend. Uh, as you know, yesterday was the 30th anniversary of uh, Army of Darkness, so hope you enjoyed our role-playing session where we uh, basically made agents out of ourselves on uh, our buddy Adam's channel. A uh, lot of fun. Took me a minute, a new game system. Took a minute to get into it, but once we did, um, yeah, chaos ensued, so that was always good fun. And like this franchise, continuity isn't exactly 100% really needed. So let's finish off with part two. <laughs> so we went from three to two. Um, we talked about, God, when was it? It might have been last year. We talked about the 2013 remake, but we kind of made reference to Evil Dead as it is. This is, um, I think the term was requel. So it's part prequel, or sorry, part sequel, part remake. Uh it's an odd little beast. <laughs> Let's just put it like that there. Um, it kind of re goes over the beats of the first movie, except this time, instead of being the five of them, it's just Ash and Linda. Now, we've got a different actress, obviously, playing Linda, but it's essentially the same character. It's Ash's girlfriend. This time, though, they haven't rented out the camp, and what they've done, they think it's abandoned, so they've kind of sneaked in, and they're being naughty, you know, hee, 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 we've We've sneaked in there, Kevin, and they're they're messing about. Um, yeah, that's different different beats, but essentially the same thing happens. They, they come across the tape recording. They know it's a professor's cabin. He's the one that uh, discovered Necronomicon. He's taking it back to study it. They don't know this until they start playing the tape, and that's pretty much the same as the first movie. Oh, hey, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. I had a side mission uh, during the game. Basically, my character was uh, holding a torch for Jen, and he was a nerd in school, so he was always made fun of. And over the years, he well and truly planted himself in the friend zone. And the whole point was he was socially awkward, and even though he's went and achieved stuff in his life since, every time he comes back, to that group he becomes the same nerd again and that was kind of a side mission was at some point to profess on dying love at the most inappropriate moment so <laughs> what better than um a little possessed demon girl um trying to crawl inside somebody um well somebody else is a possessed demon chopping off somebody's head that just seemed an appropriate time to profess my own dying love you know winner <laughs> it's always giving you <laughs> I can't believe Adam got so triggered about that. It was um anybody who doesn't get the joke? It was during our Call of Cthulhu game because obviously um the handheld illumination device in English is called torch, in Dumb Yankistani it's called flashlight. You know, um and he gets proper upset. I'll never forget. Um he's in my house one time and uh, obviously I brought all my stuff over. <laughs> and we're measuring we're we're working on a project, we're setting up a room, we're gonna do video stuff. I put a few props, <clears throat> so we need a measure, and I uh, handed him a tape measure. <laughs> and of course, it's set in the UK, so um, the top part's all metric. <laughs> he just pulls it and goes, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and proper flipped out. Um, it's just funny. Adam kills me at times. He's a uh, he's a very dear friend over many many years, and uh, I wouldn't change him for the world. <laughs> but yeah, have some fun ribbing each other. Um, yeah, it's all part of. It. That's what friendships all about. Um, at the end of the day, that man has my back through thick and thin. I have his same with Cameron. Um, 
you can't buy friendship like that you know that's 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 just the way of the world and if you can take a bit of ribbon make fun of each other and jest you know and you all know it's you know good banter that's what it's about and so it's good to uh have a wee bit of that in the game as well because um after i'm off guess what good off on another tangent because that's what these streams are all about so that's why these streams are getting longer and longer because there's more and more tangents um and i'm blaming you for this one chris because you started this you, you know how easily distracted i am um yeah especially with role-playing games and that people just get so wound up i think and caught in the moment didn't have to be some sort of hollywood actor and you know it's a performance but it's not it's actually just a bit of a laugh and if you make a fool of yourself and just grin like karaoke everyone um there's this notion that you have to be a professional singer to be karaoke where the whole point of it, the design of it was stress relief you just sung badly and the worst you sang and in the uk we particularly we we had children's rhymes and stuff you know <laughs> to like a disco beat to the back and they get thrown into the mix and it just utter daftness and that's the whole point letting out of yourself just letting go having a laugh <laughs> and yes this bloody tangent is your fault chris i am blaming you entirely because i am of course pure as driven snow on a horror channel talking about deadites and darian demons and all that good stuff um anyway back to the story so the beats are different we get the you know we get the cabin we get the tape recording we get the recited passages of the necronomicon and uh and i hope you hope you like my and i had a few phrases not jotted down to kind of mess them up and mash them to uh play about yesterday it was a good bit of fun but uh yeah the whole point is once you read the the passages then you summon the kandarian demon and that's it all hell breaks loose so pretty much the same as the first one the the played the tape the tape recites it and the demon comes and the same shots and then this time possesses linda i think the difference this time is um obviously there's only two of them initially so that makes it um a bit more intense because you've got one at least with the five of them we've got companionship but effectively ash williams sees his girlfriend just possessed and you know never dealt with us before because it's not a sequel that's the thing um it's like an alternate universe or something uh, it's all very strange. yet it all gets tied together in ash versus evil dead because uh cheryl makes an appearance in the you know the sister he got possessed in the first one um makes an appearance in ash versus evil dead which is a lot of fun but yeah um this is the birth of the ash williams character that we've known and loved over the years it's this movie that created him he was a character in you know obviously the first evil dead but he was more of a sympathetic you know he was a final girl you know essentially um this is the birth of the chainsaw hand boomstick wielding wisecracking you know fed up of the world cynical you know person that uh he's still a hero no and i wouldn't even say anti-hero he's a reluctant hero he knows what he has to do but he doesn't want to do it and this is the creation of him and this and bloody hell he goes through the mill because for the first half of the movie it ends up after um cheryl get, or sorry linda gets possessed 
and he decapitates her and then she comes back and then she bites his hand no she bites his hand first then he decapitates her then she comes back then he kills her again and then buries her and then his hand gets possessed and that's a bit where you know people think if you haven't seen the movie before and you see clips you think it all happens at the end of the movie it doesn't happen right at the beginning there's uh there's no messing about so that's where the bit where he chops off his hand and that he becomes the iconic ash but the first half of the movie is him battling the Kadarian demons in the form of his own hand his own hands possessed and keeps coming at him and he's trying to you know survive and kill it at the same time because he's angry uh he's fearful it's all things and he ends up getting possessed himself he goes through the whole bloody mill he tries to escape and this is the whole thing with the bridge and if you've seen the remake um they played it out the bridge thing differently but it's the same idea that basically the Kandarian demon owns you know owns that land and there's control of everything um and this is where we get more about the trees you get a hint of it in the first one but this sort of brings the trees to life and uh don't forget lord of the rings hadn't come out then so nobody nobody had seen ants or anything you know this is the first of you know actually walking talking trees um just a bit more intense than poltergeist for example um that is the most intense tree i've ever seen in my life even to this day um like horror tree but yeah it then proceeds that ash just gets battered you know he is abused throughout the the first half of this movie by the demon that's it you know um he gets possessed he's still trying to fight back and be himself um and then what we have is like a second like a subplot so you have the archaeologist's daughter and her boyfriend have been to a dig to find the missing pages of the Necronomicon. So they know about the Necronomicon and it's only part of the book that's in the cabin in the first half of Summons Demon, but she's went on a quest to find the rest of the pages which banish the demon. So it's two halves of a book. And uh, at this point, she didn't know what happened to her parents. So she's returning. They find the the bridge is you know from the other side it's completely erect and then we meet <laughs> two random <laughs> bobby joe and god what do you call him flipping was it jake yeah um like the oddest couple on the planet Yeah, and this is all physicality and it's all character acting. Yeah. And that's that's when you see uh that's when you know you've got a good actor. They don't don't really need pla they don't need props, they can just basically act on their own. And because there's a bit of physicality there, you know the problem is with today with Hollywood, you see people behind the green screen and there's this dead, lifeless look in their eyes when they're trying to act. You know what I mean? They're just they're just phoning it in. Um, Bruce Campbell is just one of those rare you know rare performers that lives to lives for his art. He lives to perform, and you can see that in his uh, acting and the fact that he's basically acting against himself for half of this movie. Um, 
it's just it's so so fun to watch. But this is what established Bruce Campbell. Like I think Evil Dead One that had just as a you know always been a great movie, but we wouldn't have had the longevity without Evil Dead Two. That's my opinion. Anyway, um, there's people still have thoughts about uh wasn't good. I was a remake. I was this and that. It tells a completely different story. It just starts off in a you know a different way. Could they have made a sequel after what happened in the first one? Him going back, you know, would he have brought anybody back with him? Because um, this gets played out in Ash versus Evil Dead, and that's uh, and people have said that TV show off about this continuity, but it actually does such a brilliant job of expanding the lore in a way that um, yeah, you don't have time in a movie and Ash battling those demons. So I don't know if a direct sequel of him going back to the cabin by himself would have worked. So it kind of had to happen this way. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, unless by not making Evil Dead 1, and this had to be in the first movie, that's the only real change I could see. But you get to enjoy both in the, you know, their own right. Ah, uh, God, where we're going. So yeah, we've then got... Um, No, be Annie and Ed. That's the two, you know. And that's uh, Annie's uh, the archaeologist whose name I can't remember. His daughter, her boyfriend slash husband, I can't remember which, but something like that. Um, and then they discovers these other two who they may bargain to show them away another way to the cabin. So they end up just being four unsuspecting people who then Ash has managed to battle the demon and actually. On possess himself, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. You know, no, uh, no powers of priest needed for this one. Um, he just uh, he, he manages to come back to himself just as they come in and they see him, uh, covered in blood, cabin in absolute mess, and then they think that he's done something to their parents, and then they throw him in the cellar. Where Cheryl was thrown in the first one. Was it Cheryl in the, in the cellar in the first one? Cat popping up. God, can't remember. <laughs> Doing this in reverse order. Uh, yeah, so he gets thrown in there. Um, and then the demon comes back and things start going haywire again. God, I can't remember the. Bobby Joe goes next. She gets she gets chased out in the woods. And then uh Ed? No. No, it's not Ed, it's the other guy. Well he uh no her boyfriend, Bobby Joe's bo- boyfriend then cracks up and then he like threatens him with a gun saying we're gonna have to find Bobby Joe and then he gets taken next then Ed, sorry, Ed's the Annie's husband. He gets so just a whole sequence of events, you know, as, as pretty much the first movie. So the the second movie kind of goes back to the same beats of the first movie. If that makes sense. So we have this um weird thing where you've got Ash Williams on his own battle of the Kandarian demon, then all of a sudden you get five people to cabin again, as if it's right back to the start. Maybe I think Maybe shaving off the first bit and then them coming in after the events of the first one might have worked. If that makes sense. 
um that would have been there's actually there is there's a video with uh join the two together to make it a seamless movie so basically ash getting possessed after the events of evil dead one then the annie and that coming and then they discover that god the professor's killed henrietta has been um possessed because they listen to the rest of the team the tape who <laughs> henrietta's uh, played by Ted Raimi, by the way, Sam Raimi's brother. Um, you've seen him in the if you've seen the Spider-Man trilogy, he's the one who plays um Johnny Day James's like assistant, not assistant, but like sycophant, you know, he's not. Um I remember we were talking about uh the creep creep show season two, and I completely spaced it because I'd flipping I've not seen anything in years, and I was getting my own shit sort of out, and uh I'm like, I know that guy from somewhere. And the whole the whole uh, episode, you can check it out in like a really old stream. And camera's just making fun of me because I'm just like, my head was somewhere else, and I didn't recognize Ted Raimi. I'm like, I know that bloke. And you know, when you the connections, you're like flipping your brain's gone for a bit, and uh, <laughs> you, you forget things, and you're flipping don't make connections. Yeah, that's as another um one of my moments of shame and <laughs> moving knowledge and so forth. Um, yeah. But yeah, Ted Raimi's in this. Um, it's a very, it's a family affair. You get the idea. It's a family affair. The whole Evil Dead series. You know, everyone doesn't have to work on it, but they do because they want to, and it's become like a a labor of love for all those involved. Um, yeah, chaos ensues. Then Annie decides to trust Ash because he knows what to do, and then this is about with a. Going to the shed, and this is the bit where he actually makes the chainsaw hand and all the tools, and he's like uh, using clamps and vices, and that, and that's for the whole iconic groove, you know, <laughs> that scene comes from. Uh, he turns his shotgun into a sawn off, and then he just becomes an action hero. Uh, it's like a, a switch gets flicked, and I think I'm being possessed by the demon because if you think about the first movie. He wasn't an action hero. He wasn't uh, the wise crack. He, he was just not up for this at all. He was terrified. And he just wanted his uh, sister and his girlfriend back. You know, that was, you know, and his friends. Um, he was a more, I would say, more sympathetic character. You'd feel more sympathy for him in the first one because he's more of a victim. This, he embraces it and then he decides enough's enough and fights back. This is where he then turns into the ash williams we all know and love the you know that unique character that even comes back in his bloody 60s and still buys the kick horse you know it's um amazing uh somebody can still do that but yeah then uh and the setter they meet henrietta and she's all you know glob blobless and uh she can fly and she's a dick full demon like henrietta's not there anymore I can't remember what happened to Arthur, the professor. Um, he might have been killed. I also can't remember. Um, sorry, I watched this last night, and it's a wee bit the tired side. It's hard to keep up. But, uh, yeah, you get Henrietta. That's a, the major fight. And then, finally, to get the pages, start to recite the verses. Now the Kandarian demon, or the dagger, who is it flipping? Oh, yeah, that's when the trees and all start coming in. You know, it just goes mental. You know, it's just the 
they, they didn't hold back with this one. Um, must have had a larger budget, but they really didn't hold back with the, the special effects. Um, and still hold up today. That's the thing. This was done in the 80s and flipping. You can watch them today, you know, when you watch a movie like five years ago and it's flipping dated as hell. Um, you can watch this and still enjoy it. Great. Um, especially all the blood and stuff just squirts everywhere and uh, just uh, fun was had by all. Annie is reciting the passages because she reads the Marian, obviously, Ash can't. And it's in Ash's hand that grabs a Kandarian dagger and kills Annie. <laughs> so a severed hand dispatches Annie as she's trying to uh, say the lines, say the words, and then it's um, the portal starts to open. And this is where, if you've never seen the movies, you've probably seen this scene. It's all over the show on YouTube, the final one, where the portal opens and everything from the cabin starts getting sucked out. Um, we see the Oldsmobile gets sucked out first, the demons taken. Um, we had a teaser for Ash vs. Evil Dead in this because he's actually in the Necronomicon <laughs> in the same shirt with a chainsaw. <laughs> it's, uh, and you just know it's coming. Um, you know something's coming because you just recognize it instantly. Um, then, it, then it all, all hell breaks out. Annie, with her last damn breath, manages to uh, read out the passages and Ash is sucked away. Now, this is where it changes again. Because probably couldn't have, wouldn't have made as good a movie for Army of Darkness, but this is where we get the sort of prequel for Army of Darkness. So Ash gets sucked into the portal. He's in medieval England, the thirteen hundreds, which actually said it in the book. The chosen one would fall from the sky. He falls from the sky, but this time when he lands, um, he's surrounded by soldiers. The other, the flan. Demon comes in, he dispatches it, and then they all, ah, the chosen one from the sky, and they're all healing him. He's like, oh, God, you know, and that's where it finishes off. Um, all in all, it's, you think about, also, when you think about the way the studios get involved and the way these movies happen and the success prompts a sequel because uh, Remy had a bad movie. God, I can't remember what it was, but he had a bad movie before this, so that said, you need to make a sequel or else studios aren't going to trust you anymore. It's a it's a very strange world because certain directors and creators get put under the thumb. They always do their best, and yet there's that much trite pumped out on a weekly basis. You kind of wonder where the standards are and where the barometer's set because it makes no sense. The movie industry makes no sense about how they value something. They'll pump millions and there's some crap movie and i think it's back to this whole thing of the attitude towards horror like there's an awful attitude by the mainstream media by entertainment um and yet horror is like the long-standing staple of books we've had this conversation hundreds of times you, you know where i'm coming from um once again if a horror movie does badly like oh that's awful you know you're never getting money again but they'll put out 20 rom-coms in a row, all doing badly, and they don't care. Go figure. But this definitely, uh, in terms of a movie, great fun to watch, even after all this time. Um, <clears throat> it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. And 
it sets up the Ash Williams character, you know, Ashy Slashy, as he's seen, uh, is known. It sets up uh, Bruce Campbell, I think. That this is what I think I essentially made his career. You know, after this, there was no, I don't think he's ever going back. Uh, if he'd done nothing else in his life, he'd always be cemented in this role. Uh, obviously, I've already talked about Army Darkness um, Saturday. Was it? Oh. Well, Saturday, Friday or Saturday, right? I talked about Army of Darkness, so you can go check that video out. And yeah, there you go. Uh, really fun. I might go back in time again later on in the week, but I'm a wee bit busy. We've got Eric's coming on on Wednesday. Um, I've got a few people on on Saturday. I've got Dale and Andy to talk about uh, Let the Right One In. I've got Steve joining Cameron now on Sunday talk about the omen remake uh so quite a bit going on but i might try and squeeze the first evil dead in again the first one we've already talked about the sequel so um what i'll do is i'll stick it in the comments i'll i'll go and find you the videos and i'll stick it in the comments so you can uh check everything out if you're so inclined um once again thanks everyone for uh joining in thanks to the chat thanks to where are we youtube facebook facebook seems to be behaving itself tonight so um Thanks to everyone there who's uh, watching and uh, keeping up to date. Don't forget, subscribe, ring the bell so you get notifications, um, all the typey clicky things. You know how it works by now. Please share the episodes. Get, let's get some. Let's get people involved. Let's, let's give uh, get a bit of buzz. Let's get a bit of a chat because I can go on for ages. If I get enough distractions i'll go off on tangents so the guys come home and we'll sort of talk about a movie i think this is the way these uh, streams are going now we'll start off the, the the main thing will be the movie i'm talking about but who knows where we end up and uh, as always get uh people on guests more than welcome if you want to get involved in the show check out our website uh loads of ways to contribute and until next time everyone keep it creepy keep horrific <laughs>